0: People, another episode of everything but the lesson plan today's episode is centered around my favorite teacher in a time where we are facing a nationwide teacher shortage I thought it would be a great idea for us to get back to sharing stories about teachers so each season we will have some of our guests share about their favorite teacher Teachers are dealing with many challenging things in the classroom, so it's good to hear the stories on how they have made a difference in the life of a student. Today, we have my sister, Jessica Baker, sharing about her favorite teacher. Hi, guys. Yes, welcome to Everything But The Lesson Plan. How are things going in New York, Jessica? Pretty good, pretty good. Yeah, she, she left us um uh, southerners and moved on up north and so she's a New Yorker now. Well, you- so you would think someone heard my accent today and said, Are you from the South? I was like, Okay, so I can't even pretend. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, yes, yes, I'm from the South. Thank you, you know. sir. <laughs> okay, so let's get into it. First, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. So I am a media lawyer, Mm -hmm. so basically I work for a news organization, NBC Universal News Group, and we just vet material for defamation, privacy, copyright concerns. It's very, it's the same field that I was in before, so before I became a lawyer, I was a journalist for a long time. So I decided, even with transitioning to law, to just continue in the media field because it's so interesting i tell people i just get paid every day to read the news so it's great. well that sounds fun yeah. so. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great it's a great job and then i stay informed too so i can always have conversations about what's going on in the world yeah in politics especially nowadays yeah do you like when you're working for nbc do you like watching a lot of tv or shows when you work for a network like that well, see, because what I do for them is mostly news. Oh, I okay. don't tend to watch news outside of that because if I'm working eight hours a day and I'm reading the news for eight hours a day, I feel like that I get my Not enough. <laughs> <I'm good. laughs> you covered it, <laughs> <laughs> but I watch like TV outside of that. But no, oh. I don't come home and continue to watch the news because that that's a little bit too much for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay, so um, what? Were you like as a student in K through 12th grade? I'm sure you were several versions of different people, right? So I'm sure whatever you were in second grade, you were not that same person when you became a senior. So overall, what type of uh, student were you? Yeah, no, you could probably answer this just as good as I could because you were there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I actually want to know. I actually what, was your first teacher. <laughs> yeah, I actually want to know what what you think what kind of student I was but I'll, I'll tell you my what I think and then you <laughs> what you think but I don't I was like a mix so I saw the list that you said I was like a mix so mm-hmm. I, at first I was saying I was like that prized intellectual because I was very studious mm-hmm. always turned in my homework on time always you know make sure I did well on tests and got a's and you know all of my classes But then I saw class clown and I was like, that's me too. (laughs) Because I love a good joke. I would joke around, not in a way that was disruptive to the class, but I did like to joke and I was, you know, pretty social too. So I do feel like it was a mix. I did see that the class clown is also can be very intellectual. So if I had to pick a category, I would probably say class clown, but, you know, it might be a split between intellectual and class clown. Okay. So I'm shocked. I would have never even thought that. Growing up, what? the thing I saw was you reading books. And I'm like, oh my God, that's- she's reading books. She reads books all day. That's, that's, the, that's the intellectual in side. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's true. I'm probably the only person in the world who got in trouble for reading books. Yeah, you, that was all you did all day. We were all outside playing and you were in the room all day long reading books so when you say class clown i wish i was there i wish i would have seen this no yeah when i was in school i don't know i would just joke around a lot but i never let my i never let it get in the way of my studies though okay so probably not true so probably more intellectual then but with some class clown because i did joke around a lot interesting so um when i was your teacher So guys, let me give you some backstory to this. My parents allowed me to be in charge of my brother and sister during the summertime. So we didn't do summer camps. I mean, they did eventually, but we started off with me being the summer camp. Much to our dismay. Yeah. So I would wake up in the morning and prepare lessons for them. I probably was what, like 13 years old. And I would prepare lessons for my brother and my sister and have it all ready. So how did did that work out? Did you like that? Do you feel like I contributed to your education? I mean, yeah, because I got to say like back then you were very strict. I'm sure you're not that strict now as a teacher, but back then you were. So it prepared me for the teachers that I ended up having because none of them were as strict as you as a 13-year-old. So I was prepared. Okay. It's good to know. I'm gonna have to get Justin on here and see what his takes are. Uh so um, so what were some of your favorite hobbies? Well as you mentioned reading I mean so I mean when I was like elementary middle school I feel like my one primary hobby was reading that's mostly what I did then I did branch out a little bit more sort of late middle school high school so I like not late middle school because I did start orchestra I think in sixth grade so I just played the violin that was a lot of fun I did do basketball however I am not the best student athlete so i <laughs> broke my ankle pretty early on <laughs> it was decommissioned but i tried okay okay <laughs> yeah, so like violin basketball reading things like that yeah i also well, used to, go to the movies a lot i don't know if you remember but i used to be at the movies like all day yeah and justin too right didn't y'all go together and at the beginning, we did, but then later on, he he abandoned me, and it was just me. me at the movies watching three or four movies at a time. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. So um, so some of that you said you were you like playing your violin. So were those some of the organizations um that shaped you and your student experience being on the basketball team, or was there something else in there that kind of shaped who you became? Probably more so orchestra, because orchestra is that group that I was with, that Philharmonic Orchestra group, it was two periods. So, you know, that's like a third of your classes right there. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of the other students who were in orchestra they were also in orchestra classes with me so we just fall I mean in the other classes the academic classes with me so
1: mm-hmm. we just
0: followed each other that was like my friend group we did everything together in school outside of school so more than anything probably orchestra shaped my experience just because it was so all-encompassing mm-hmm. yeah and I think y- your niece Alyssa she loves orchestra she told us today that she the teacher asked for people to volunteer to play first and nobody wanted to so she did it she's like I always oh good for her I just like volunteering to be first in orchestra I was like okay good for her I mean it's good to take that initiative because I feel like the conductor will notice and -hmm. you know you might get a couple of uh uh chairs (laughs) (laughs) higher chairs from that I didn't I mean I didn't I was always because I mean a lot of times when I was in orchestra a lot of times people would challenge you Mm-hmm. So in order to keep your seat, like if someone is in a lower chair than you, they would challenge you for your seat. And then you would have to play on the spot, whatever song they were challenging you on. And if you didn't play it better than this other person, you would lose your chair. Oh, I was always just so nervous. I was like, somebody gonna challenge me today. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know that was a thing. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and this one guy always was challenging me. I was like, are you oh, kidding gosh. me? <laughs> Not today. So I really had to like practice a lot when I was at home, just so I could be prepared for anything. Wow. Well, that's something new. I didn't know that either. Yes. So now we know a little bit about you. And so now let's get to who was your favorite teacher when you were in school. So tell us kind of like what grade you were in and who was this person? Okay. But I, I, you know, I thought about this really Mm -hmm. long and hard and Mm -hmm. I'm going to cheat. Okay. Okay. Because I do not have a single favorite teacher. Oh, okay. You had multiple teachers. I'm telling you, I was blessed in the sense that I had several phenomenal teachers. And when I came to the decision, I said, well, I'm going to choose this teacher. And I was like, but that's not really fair because this other teacher was great. So I'm just going to go through my list. (laughs) Okay, She has a list. (laughs) <laughs> of the great teachers that I had and why I think they were so great. Okay? okay. And some of them, you know, it's strange because my elementary school teachers, I remember their names very well. My high school teachers, I, I sometimes I forget their names. So oh wow. Okay. <laughs> some of them might be just ninth grade math teacher. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but the first person I thought of was Miss McKay, mm-hmm. who Ms. was, McKay. I think she was my first grade teacher. Mm -hmm. and she stood out to me because I remember so we had Stephen Kellogg was coming to uh visit he's an author and he was coming to our elementary school to sign some of his books Mm -hmm. and we were supposed to have like 20 bucks which now I realize that was kind of expensive (laughs) for the year that it was but (laughs) we were supposed to have 20 bucks to like buy his book and then he would sign it for us okay uh, our mother forgot to give me the money that day. <laughs> oh, I think she either forgot or she didn't have it on her so she had to go to work and then she was going to come during her lunch break to drop the money off. Okay. She was late. Oh, See, Kellogg was there. He was about to leave. I was the only one who didn't really have the money for the book. So Ms. <laughs> McKay came up to me and she said Jessica, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to go ahead and buy the book for you. Aww. You have to agree that you know you're gonna stay dedicated to your studies and you're going to make something of yourself I say, yeah, okay <laughs> I would agree to anything at that point I need the book <laughs> you wanted that book <laughs> so I was like okay I agree so she purchased the book for me uh, Stephen Kellogg signed it and everything and then our mother came running in <laughs> Maybe twenty dollars. <laughs> About ten minutes too late, and she and Miss McKay told told her she was like, okay, well, um, you know, I bought the book for Jessica, and then our mother, she was like, well, well, here's a twenty dollar, and Miss McKay, she wouldn't accept it. She was like, well, Uh-oh. Jessica and I have come to an agreement, oh, so what? it's fine. <laughs> Meanwhile, you know, my mom, I'm thinking, take that twenty. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, she was. I'm sure. So, did you like books before that because you said that was around first grade or was that the start of this book thing that you had going on no I was obsessed with books before that I mean you I mean you have to remember I used to like like write on the wall yeah and it's like a two or three that. year old and <laughs> what i was writing i was trying to reproduce the books i was reading <laughs> oh, god. oh god that was what you were writing i just yeah. saw words on the wall and i was like she gonna get in trouble <laughs> and did it again but you i didn't know. i never got in trouble for that <laughs> and, and you are the reason why because then, my children why i'm trying to figure out why did we put we for lee's room we put a whole we painted chalk like a chalkboard paint on his wall so he could write on the wall because otherwise that's fancy. See? i was like you're not just going to be writing on this wall so he has and it's still in there to this day his chalkboard wall so he, and he but he's not there so i'm gonna have to i'm repainting that because uh he now lives in chicago
1: See, so we
0: didn't have that fancy stuff in the 80s all i had was the wall and my markers and crayons <laughs> so
1: <laughs> i had okay, to work so- with what i
0: had so who was another teacher? Oh, okay. Then the other one was Ms. Bond. And the problem with Miss Bond is there's not a specific thing that she did or a specific moment that I remember that makes her one of my favorite teachers. I just remember overall, she was just so nice, so friendly. And I particularly remember because she was my first African-American teacher and I just remember her so fondly because of that I hadn't really seen that many black teachers so Mm -hmm. she was really like my first introduction to that and she was just the friendliest person so Mm -hmm. it wasn't a specific thing that happened with her it was just I think just who she was and how she treated us as students Mm -hmm. why she was there at the top of the list as well yeah and I think I do I remember my uh first african-american teacher as well and that was in middle school i mean not middle school that was in elementary school i think we were in north carolina and she was my social studies teacher but i really remember my um high school teacher but i don't know his name no i don't remember his name but he taught african-american studies and that class was just amazing Wait, That's you why had, I remember him. This was in high school? At high school. You had an African-American studies course in high yes, school? Yes, okay. we had an your African-American American study course. <laughs> your high school was doing great things. <laughs> yes. So I remember that. Um, but yeah, it was good. It was good. And do you have another one? Are those your top two? Okay. The, the other one was in high school. And, you know, this kind of mixed feelings, but... So this was my ninth grade math teacher. And I I feel terrible. I can't remember her name. I feel like it was like Miss Centauro or something like that. But I remember her well because, and it's kind of like a, a mixed feelings sort of story. She was one of my favorite teachers, but she kind of put me in a spot. <laughs> so, so this was like, I think pre-calc. And we took our first test and I had scored the highest on this test. And so she announced to the class that I was number one in the class. She announced like the top three in order. And she announced to the class after this first test that I was number one in the class. And it was notable to me because I feel like a lot of times teachers don't really acknowledge Mm -hmm. the sort of accomplishments or successes of their greatest students, right? A lot of times the focus is more so on the, the, you know, maybe the problematic children and correcting mm-hmm. that behavior. Mm-hmm. And it's really one of the first moments that I can remember like in class being recognized for an achievement. Mm-hmm. like broadly however I will say her doing that put me in the position of trying to keep that number one spot for <laughs> <around laughs> the rest of the school year and having this st- I wasn't even I don't even like math okay I'm sorry but I don't I'm not like a math fan <laughs> but she raised a, a, expectations so high for me I was like oh god I'm number one okay now every, and everyone knows so now I'm gonna have to try to like I can't fail yeah. <laughs> I can't okay fail that's good one fail that's good. but I did. I did. I liked her just because I, I just felt like it was great to really sort of yeah. acknowledge those sort of accomplishments from even your star wards. Yeah, that's good. Well, so you got your first teacher who kind of cared for you and just made sure that you were taken care of in a situation that you weren't able to, you know, purchase something. And that just was memorable for you. Yeah. So that second teacher is someone who you just, literally you you identified with you yeah. were African-American they were African-American I, it, pro- it was probably like a shocker because I I remember my first African-American teacher as well it was just like oh my gosh someone who looks like me and that's always big for students and then the last one was one who kind of challenged you a little bit you know kind of yes. you know <laughs> put you on the spot and you're like okay yes. <laughs> so all these things that teachers do and, and it's always great and so when you think about your learning environment, what is, what is, what is something that a t- the teacher had to create for you in order for you to thrive as a student? What kind of learning environment works for you? It seems like you like a challenging environment. Yes, and I will say this may be sort of controversial, especially with the climate of today where you know everyone's getting a participation award or a medal. But yeah. I do think some healthy competition is good. Mm -hmm. And I, and I think it prepares you from what you're going to encounter later in the workforce. You know, I feel like a lot of my teachers and a lot of my classrooms, we did have some healthy competition between the students and that sort of makes you step up your game, Mm -hmm. you know, because you're like, okay, I want to be number one. I want to do well, you know? So I think that that is actually helpful. Yeah, that is, that is. So, well, that is, that's, we did it. We did our episode. Uh, Anything else you want to leave before we actually end this season? This has been great. I've learned a lot from you today and you're my sister. And I didn't know some of the things you were going to share today. No, I just think that, you know, teachers overall, overall, I mean, I know it sometimes can be challenging, but honestly, I feel like teachers have such an impact Mm -hmm. on uh, students and people's sort of future successes, future accomplishments, the compliments that I received from my teachers at that young age, they stick with me more so than the compliments that I receive now as an adult. Yeah, teachers can really have a huge impact on students. So I think the work that you guys do is great. That's really good. That's a good note to end on. Well, thank you for sharing your story today. Hopefully this will inspire our new teachers or even our veteran teachers. This episode is really about telling a story and stories are good to help connect people. We don't know who is going to actually listen to this, but hopefully they can connect with something you've said today. Thank you for taking the time out to share. And that's all we have today. Please, my listeners, don't forget to answer our poll, um, vote, and share this podcast. Keep thriving, educators. Keep thriving. That's it. Everything but the lesson plan. Guys, bye.